0: Going Linux episode 446. Welcome to Linux Utilities. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushey.
1: And I'm your co host, Bill. Whether you're new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you valuable information and advice that will help you in Going Linux.
0: We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done.
1: If you want, you can send us feedback at our email address at goinglinux at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 1-904-468-7889.
0: In today's episode, utilities. Hello, Bill.
1: Hey, Larry. How are you doing?
0: I am doing very very well. Hey, um I noticed that we were mentioned, or at least I was mentioned uh on a, another podcast lately. Uh do you happen to subscribe to Destination Linux?
1: I don't.
0: Okay. So three co-hosts there, they talk about everything related to Linux, and they have several other podcasts within their network. But Jill of Destination Linux mentioned our podcast, yeah?
1: Yeah, I actually listened to, uh, let me look here, I had to pull it open. I listened to Linux Out Loud, so I think that's part of their network.
0: Yeah, it could be. That's not one that I, I'm subscribed to, but
1: oh, it's a good one.
0: I was surprised that in episode 338, yeah, they have three hosts as I mm-hmm. mentioned: Jill, Michael, and Ryan. And Jill had mentioned um, our podcast and my book. Uh, and this was episode 338, and it's about two minutes in, a little less than two minutes into the episode where she mentioned this and. The episode includes a segment on learning Linux, CLI, and uh, GUI, so command line and graphical user interface, and Jill mentioned the book and how helpful it was, so um, I'm pleased to hear that. So thanks, Jill, and thanks, staff of <laughs> Tux Digital.
1: Uh, yeah, it's the same group. Uh, Jill's always really, really happy. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, I have to, to, hey, Ryan, hang in there, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an inside joke. You'll understand if you listen to the, the banter. You think we have some banter? Uh, him, uh, Mike, Michael and Ryan are just sometimes, it's just hilarious to listen to. Yes. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And Jill is such a joy to listen to. She's always happy. It's like, uh, her whole computer system could be blown up and she's like well i did learn how what not to do
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah they're 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 fun to listen to they're one of my uh ones that i enjoy so uh the uh, linux linux out loud is if you haven't if you're not subscribed to it you should because it's uh it's really informational and uh, fun
0: all right well i'll take a look at that one all right you bet Anything uh, new going on, Linuxy, in your world? Uh,
1: I am in the process of getting everything set up for the uh, deep-end desktop on Ubuntu. I was seeing, and uh, life has been getting in the way, so it's <laughs> sitting there half-installed and set up. Uh, I, I just need to set aside some time to do it, but... I tell you, between work and all the other stuff going on, it's sometimes it's like ah, I can't do it today. <laughs> uh, and I remember I still have a uh, a crazy puppy running around who is um, affectionately called Termite sometimes. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm hoping to be able to test, kick the tires, and test drive that some more. But so far, it's, it's pretty. You know, the Deep End desktop is uh, one of my favorites. Uh, I think it just looks nice. Yeah. Um, but it looks so far, it looks like they've done a nice job. Um, but I'll let you know how it goes. And But yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. How about you?
0: Yeah, look look forward to hearing about that. Uh, Linuxy, other than listening to Linux podcasts and uh, not being available to record the episode here. Uh, <laughs> there is, That's me too. I, yeah. Well, in other words, life has gotten in the way, but, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. And, uh, let's talk about our episode yeah. here, if that's okay. All let's right. Let's get started. Okay. So in the past, we've talked about applications and utilities are nothing but applications. The ones we've talked about so far have primarily been provided with Linux. And this time around, let's talk about some of the utilities that are provided out-of-the-box on many Linux distributions. And maybe we can talk about a few that aren't provided out-of-the-box, some that maybe you and I both use.
1: So, according to Wikipedia, uh, uh, utility software is defined as a program that specifically is designed to help manage and tune your system or application software. There are plenty of utilities provided with Linux uh, distributions. Some are command line utilities and some are graphical utilities. Hey Larry, give us an idea of what some of the command line uh, utilities might be.
0: Okay, well I've kind of segmented them into three categories and there are probably more categories than this but we have a link to each of these. Um, The first link is a list of Unix commands. And there are lots of commands on Unix. Uh, and since Linux is a Unix-like operating system, I think it was originally derived as an alternative to or stems from Unix. So a lot of the commands that are Unix commands are also available for Linux or in Linux. And there are things like modem commands since Unix has been around for for a lot longer than even uh, computer modems have been around. Uh, and, you know, there are things like DD and the date command and the things that maybe if you're on the command line in Linux, you're using day-to-day. Uh, so those are Unix commands, and I'm not going to go through Uh, them in detail, but we do have a link to a table of Unix commands that is listed in Wikipedia. And also on Wikipedia is a list of Linux utilities. These are utilities that are actually provided by the Linux kernel organization and are included in Linux uh, under the package name util-linux, creative name there. (laughs) Uh, and this includes a relatively lengthy list of commands there. The Wikipedia article lists the commands, links to some additional details on each of those commands, and there's also a list of commands that have been removed from that utility. So that is Linux-specific commands, and to be a little bit more... Detailed about that. There are some things in there like fdisk and uh, fsck, dmesg or dmessage. You know things that, again, if you've been on the command line, you may be very familiar with these. And then the last but not least of these categories is GNU core utilities, and this includes commands terminal commands for things like file utilities and text utilities and system utilities so in here we've got chmod and cp dds in this list as well dir the install command ls mkdir and again a lot of uh, a lot more Uh, but GNU, it refers to the GNU portion of GNU Linux, so these are the GNU-provided commands. So, without getting into a lot of detail about the command line utilities, there are more than you can shake a <laughs> stick at, as say. And then
1: we have the graphical utilities, and many of these are provided within an application called the control center or system settings, or something similar. Here are some of the categories. you got administration, which includes the user, the printer, and the software management apps. Uh, you've got one, uh, usually one called hardware that handles the drivers and disks and Bluetooth adapters. Keyboards, mouse, sound, date, and power. Uh, then you have inter- uh, internet network, and that's basically the network. Uh, how you connect the network and firewall and look and feel, uh, themes, the background, the font, uh, the desktop panel, docs, windows, menu notifications. And then of course you have some personal ones that is like a, it's a, an assistive tech, if something like screen reader language and things, the startup apps. And of course your preferred apps.
0: I don't know. I don't find myself, opening up the Ubuntu Mate control center very often, mainly because I just, you know, hit the super key and then type the name of the utility that I want to run. Uh, But I find that the control center utilities that are in there are ones that, especially when you're setting up a new uh, version of your distribution or you're trying out a new distribution, it's a good place to go to find out some of the basic things that you might want to set up like your printer and, uh, you know, networking settings and things like that. So uh, how about you? Are you opening the control center a lot or do you go directly to some of the utilities? I just go
1: right to uh, I hit the super key. Just go into uh, – well, you know pretty much the f- first thing I'm going to change is the background because I usually hate it. Um, yes. Look and feel. And I set the power management and stuff. Uh, other than that, I don't usually go in very much except to check for, oh, well, I can't even say I do that much. You Remember, you used to have to go in there and manually check check for updates, uh, but now it pretty much says, hey, you have updates, when do you want to install them, you know, type of deal, so I, right. um, I really don't mess with the, uh, system tray after I get everything set up. I'm pretty much, set it and forget it.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, so another category where the graphical utilities um, exist is in the menu. But in the area called system tools, uh, there are, at least in Ubuntu Mate, these are some of the ones and some of the alternatives that you may find in other Linux distributions. So there's the file manager and in Ubuntu Mate's case that's the kaha file manager there's nemo and there's uh you know others out there so whatever your file manager is it may be listed by the name of the package or it may just be listed as file manager or it may be listed as files or something like that so that is an example of a system type utility some of the others include package installers like gdebi or the software boutique or things like that Um, And then disk partitioning utilities like Gparted or disks. Sometimes Gparted is provided with a distribution. Sometimes it's not. Disks, especially for um, Red Hat and Debian-based distributions, disks is usually provided in one form or another. And then disk management software like disk usage analyzer or disk image mounter system monitor and that lets you look at you know things like which processes are running and which ones are taking up most of the the RAM at this point in time and things like that. And then power statistics this is you can look at the charge or the discharge on batteries that you may have on in your laptop or Uh, sometimes that'll display batteries from other parts like your mouse or your keyboard if you have a wireless or battery operated uh, appliance like that. Um, I'm always using the file manager and when I'm installing things of course I'm using the package installer. Not so much all of the other ones uh, except maybe power statistics if I want to see where my battery is in a little more detail than what's included on the on the main panel but um there you go. That's kind of my usage of system tools.
1: I like, for some reason, I'm, I'm weird. I like to keep us the system monitor. You know, uh, take a peek at it and see make sure everything's running fine. How much, you know, especially if I'm doing something like uh, editing, editing some video or whatever. I want to see just how much uh, mm-hmm. s- uh, RAM it's using. As and uh, file manager, I tend to install a. a it's in the repos. It's called... I don't know why it's... I mean, they're, all of them are really good. But have you heard of Midnight Commander?
0: Oh, yes. Definitely. Um, that is... That, that That's an oldie but goodie. <laughs> Command line utility, I, too. Not
1: that I use it as much as I used to. But, you know, sometimes I just use the one that's installed. But every once, every once in a while, I like to pop it open and look at it and get a retro feel. I don't know. Um... I really like Midnight Commander. <laughs> I'm weird. Um, but then, you know, we go on to, we have the administration part uh, of the graphical user interface, and you have User Manager, uh, so, you know, that you control aspects of the, you know, because Linux is a multi-user um, system, so you can set up more than one user uh, for it, and, or you can change permissions. So, user managers, very handy. And then printers and scanners, and then, again, you, you have uh, something called the software library, and it could be called boutique or software app, uh, repositories, app center, uh, the updater, and the app get snap store or synaptic. One thing I, I, I didn't see is, you know, and I just wanted to mention uh, you also have the f- uh, Flatpaks. So you have a, I know, I know there's some a- mm-hmm. um, uh, application uh, that handle that. I, do you know what it's called? I know it's what.
0: There's uh let's see, there's a flat pack installer thingy. Mm-hmm. Do I have it on this computer that I'm using to record? No, I hmm. don't. But I know I have... Okay, here we go. On my browser, I have a link to Flathub apps. Uh, and then there's there's several other websites related to Flathubs. If you just go yeah. to uh, flathub.org, that will give you a lot of information about Flathubs. And of course, you know, Snaps, we already mentioned. But there are app images... Oh, yeah a little difference so there's app image hub and there's an app image launcher
1: what's what's really cool about uh, that is that you can pretty much get any software you want uh, with uh, that so- the software library tab depending on if you want it if it's available in the FlatHub or uh, snap or app image I don't know which one you prefer or you can have a preference Um, But um, I I tend to just, if it's available in Snap, that's what i grab.
0: Yeah, and I think that anything that's based on Ubuntu, it's going to more and more be moving to the Snap packages. But I just prefer those that work. Uh, For example, if there's a, a Debian package, I'll prefer to install that because that's kind of the base level package mm-hmm. format that Debian distributions or Ubuntu distributions have used in the past. Uh, and once in a while for things like, oh, I don't know, um, Bitwarden, for example, the the uh, password manager, I've noticed that depending on which distribution I'm using, uh, the... Debian package typically always works and will display an icon in the system tray or the panel, whatever you want to call that. So it's a little uh, launcher that appears, and as you update the software, it works. Uh, and it's available as a snap. And on some distributions, I find that when the snap gets updated, it no longer shows up in the launcher. Or the launcher icon shows whatever the default launcher icon is, not the Bitwarden icon. And this, this is not just true for Bitwarden. It's, it's true for other applications as well, but not every application. It's kind of weird. Uh, and so I will tend to want to look for a Debian package for that or a Flathub package or even an app image depending on what it is as long as that functions and functions properly and looks good on the desktop you know some of these packages will not have uh, support for every theme that's out there Uh, and so when you open it up it looks different from everything else I'll shy away from those so I I tend to use whatever package works and I'm open to using anything Uh, but uh, I tend to try to stick with Debian packages And then whatever the default is for the distribution that I'm running, whether that's Snap for the Ubuntu-based or whether that's Flatpak for some of the other, uh, like Mint or things that shy away from Snaps. Uh, But I typically enable support for all of those things on whatever distribution I'm using so I can pick and choose, depending on what works and what doesn't.
1: Yeah, I, I found that sometimes the app images will work uh, with certain programs better than it will with Snap. Yeah. Or if I can even find it, um, the one thing I am kind of see, I heard that Ubuntu is going to be uh, testing a where everything is a snap. I don't know how well that would mm-hmm. work, but I'm, I'm a bit anxious to uh, to kick the tires uh, and see. It. I guess it would be like. Uh, you know, like silver blue, which the operating system is uh, immutable, which means it, you know, it, it can't be uh, changed, but everything runs on top of uh, this uh, snap layer. And so I'm kind of want to see how that will work. I know there's sometimes there's issues with uh, icons and updating and, and stuff like that, but uh, it's kind of cool to see that it's moving that direction
0: yeah I agree uh for all the good press and bad press that snap packages have gotten I think it's uh you know it's a good idea. I think snaps or flat packs or app images are are particularly helpful when you're trying to run an immutable system and by immutable, what we're talking about is the base operating system that you install never changes on your um on your hard disk until uh, you consciously reinstall so, uh, reinstall it from scratch or uh, update to a whole other release or that kind of thing. Um, but the idea is let's keep the base level system running with everything that it was running with at the time it was installed and apply only those updates that are needed for security or other reasons Uh, And then anything that you install after that that's an application or a utility or something that's third party, that gets changed or updated as frequently as you wish. But the base level system, all the system level stuff, stays the same throughout the the lifetime of your use of that particular release. So that's kind of the uh, non-technical version of what... The immutable system is. I
1: was. Uh, it was described to me as being able to put a uh, uh, bunch of computers in a room of seven-year-olds and letting them do whatever they want, and at the end of the day, you can just uh, set them back to default, and they're good to go. So nothing they can really do yep. to damage it. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like something I would need. You know, because I have broken more systems than I character mid to okay with that let's move on what's the next one larry
0: yeah oh, okay all right i was going to ask you does that mean that you're a seven-year-old but anyway yeah let's yes. if you can go down there.
1: yes i am yeah. a seven-year-old when it comes to what's this do yeah
0: yeah yeah okay um all right so our next category of utilities graphical utilities is accessories and we'll cover some of the ones that are Provided along with some of the, the more common Linux distributions, and look we'll it into third-party utilities or utilities you can, you can add yourself. Go and find them, and w- whatever your favorite is, in a minute. But some of the common utilities are some sort of backup software, Bacula, or uh, you know there there are several out there. Can't remember their names right now, but there's also a character map. And the character map allows you to look at and um, copy and paste special characters uh, in whatever character format you want. So not exactly fonts, but it is the characters themselves. So the letter A or a capital letter A or a symbol for some, that's what we mean by character map. Then there are archive managers and some of the, the two that I've had most, uh, experience with our ungrampa, which is the one that comes with Ubuntu Mate. And then gzip is another one. And there are several others that come with other distributions. Um, there's always some sort of clock utility. Uh, depending on your distribution, there may be a d- utility for maps, geographical maps. There's always a calculator or two or three or 10. And then there's a, <laughs> a font viewer. Uh, There's some sort of search tool that allows you to search your hard disk or whatever for files or applications, so some sort of search. There's some way of storing passwords and keys. Uh, We're not talking about a third-party password manager like Bitwarden, but within the Linux operating system itself, there are passwords that need to be stored and keys for um, remote sessions and things like that so password and keys then for some distributions you have the ability to add a doc like in Ubuntu Mate it's plank Uh, in other distributions there are things like latte doc or dash to doc or Cairo doc and many of those out there of course text editor pluma Gedit, nano vim emacs are some examples Some would argue that Emacs is an operating system disguised as a text editor, but again, we won't go down that road. Uh, Then um, uh, screen adjustment software. So things like Redshift or Brightness Control are examples of what I would classify as screen adjustment software. Some sort of screenshot tool that allows you to take pictures of the graphical user interface for illustrations or whatever you're doing. Um, some guide or documentation is usually, uh, provided, even if it's just a terminal command for manual, uh, man and then the name of the application. Uh, but oftentimes the uh, distribution will provide some sort of graphical documentation that describes the operating system or some of the applications or both. And then, much like clock and maps and some things like that, you will find weather applications in some of your um, Linux distributions. Those can be classified as, as accessory utilities. Any of those that you use particularly often?
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, believe it or not I I do use the calculator
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, quite a bit just because it's right there and it's easy to get to uh, because I'm always tinkering with the way mine looks I'm always messing with the Doc, you know why I'm setting it up. Screenshot yep. that comes in handy. I've uh, but uh, generally uh, uh, documentation. I don't usually use the weather, um, but I, there's several in there that I, I do use. Well, I guess the search tool every once in a while. And um, other than that, no, I pretty. Oh, oh, now I forgot the uh you didn't mention my favorite text editor, and that's Kate, <laughs> believe it or not it's oh yes, I like Kate Kate's from k d e and it's probably one of the first four or five things I get installed. I grab it uh just because I like the way it works and the way it uh runs, and you know I'm used to it. It kind of reminds me of the old uh notepad only with on steroids. Um, Yeah. So that's the ones. How about you? How about you? Uh, Any of those you use a lot of?
0: Uh, I use the text editor a lot. Um, And as I've said in previous episodes, I use whatever text editor comes with the distribution. (laughs) Ubuntu Mate, it's Pluma. So that's what I'm using these days. (laughs) Uh, But when I was uh, on um, Ubuntu before I moved to Mint and then moved from there to Uh, Ubuntu Mate. I was always using gedit because that's the one that was provided. Um, Let's see. Calculator I'll use occasionally. I uh, quite honestly tend to use the calculator on my phone more than not. Uh, But let's see. um, Search tool. I'm always searching for something or I may add a command line search tool because I find those a little more efficient and faster. Uh, Screenshot I'm always using because I'm always preparing some sort of documentation, whether that's an article for the website or a contribution on a community site or something like that. So taking screenshots and illustrating them with circles and arrows and, you know, all those good things. Um, I use uh, these uh, a lot to set up within the first month of installing a new update or trying out a new distribution. But uh dock is something that I use or have used every day. I don't currently have a dock on my user interface for the configuration of Ubuntu Mate that I'm using right now, but that is something that I have used uh, just to launch things um, when I was using a dock on a regular basis. But uh, yeah, weather. Um, I don't use the weather all that often because... I live in California, and typically I open the weather app, and it says, yep, it's sunny and 82. <laughs> well, <laughs> I live in New Mexico,
1: so the weather app's always a little behind, because it, this is true. If you don't like the weather in New Mexico, wait five minutes, and it's changed. So... yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think weather is, uh, at least in the United States, uh, weather is a much more popular app to check on a regular basis when you're on the East Coast as opposed to the West Coast. And certainly in the center of the country as well, because the weather changes more frequently.
1: So, of course, there are also additional third-party utilities, many of which get, yes. uh, you can get from the software repositories. And here are a few that we have mentioned on the show and in articles on our website. Auto key, uh, I can never say it. Uh, Binka, uh, Blanca,
0: Belina. Bal-
1: Bal- oh, yeah, that's it. Belina. See, I can't even talk. Belina Etcher, uh, Barrier, Caffeine, Dropbox, uh, Filezilla, Simple Note, S- Solar, uh, Synergy, um, and then VirtualBox and.
0: What is that? It's It's journal with an X. Yeah.
1: They got to stop that. (laughs) My mind does not read that as journal, but I don't know about you, but I use the etcher. The, uh, I know you use barrier quite a bit for your multiple monitors. Um, caffeine. I pretty much, uh, don't use that. I used to use one called, um, audacious. I think it was called that, I just liked how it looked, um, but there's several different versions. Dropbox is like a must for work and personal, and we use that to transfer our show amongst each other and our notes. Simple note, um, I don't use that very much, uh, in VirtualBox, I, ha- I've used it every once in a while I want to test out something, another, without nuke and paving, but, uh, I guess my mileage varies. W- which ones do you use besides uh, Barrier the most?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm. I have AutoKey, which is um, allows you to record sequences of keys. Essentially, that you know, can be phrases or paragraphs or entire documents that you just press a couple of keys. You set which keys you want the, want it to be, and it'll type that out for you Uh, so there are things that I'm typing on a regular basis that I've included in there. Uh, Let's see. Um, Etcher I'm using whenever I'm trying out a new distribution and need to put an image on a thumb drive. Um, Caffeine I always have because uh, you know I'm, I'm always either wanting my screen to go off because I'm running on a battery and it's a computer with a short battery life or I'm wanting it to stay on and I don't want the <laughs> screensaver to come on because I'm in the middle of something and it takes a while.
1: I'm sorry. I thought caffeine was an audio audio player. I must or there must be something similar to that. So caffeine is the one is the one to keep your screen from uh you can set it for it's going to sleep. Oh. Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, and uh it's it's available for macOS, it's available for Linux. Uh, and you just type, uh, you know, install caffeine. There's a caffeine. Uh, give me a second here and I'll find it. There's a caffeine indicator as well that I install, oh, okay. uh, which puts a little indicator in your taskbar uh, or your panel, and you just click on it to enable or disable, and uh, that works quite well. Dropbox, of course, I use. FileZilla, I move files from my computer to the website using FileZilla. Um, Solar, I use if I've ended up with a new um, Logitech. You know, they have the little stubby dongles that you use. Uh, yeah. If you need to pair your mouse or keyboard with a different dongle, uh, Solar is the one you use for that. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, speaking of Barrier, as you were just a moment ago, I was using it exclusively for sharing a single keyboard and a single mouse across different computers uh, until I installed LXLE on my really old HPG60, you know, the 10-year-old computer. Uh, And Barrier is available for lxle uh, before the lxde you know um, desktop environment but it's only available for the distribution lxle as a really old version of barrier and when you're using barrier you have to be using the same version and you have to be on the same network of course being on the same network is not a problem but uh, I am not about to use a really old version of a utility like that that actually opens ports. Certainly not to the um, to the internet, but just opens ports in general. I'm not about to use a really old version of it just for security purposes. So I've switched over to back over to Synergy, which is a proprietary uh, version of that software, uh, uh, the latest version. Um, it has been developed since uh, Barrier was originally created from the original version of Synergy. So it was original Synergy and then Barrier and then the new version of Synergy. But I'm using Synergy again because they have that version for, uh, a, a more modern version of that for uh, most operating systems that are out there. And so I just want to make sure that I'm using something that's, especially for utility like that, I want to use something that's secure and receiving modern updates and security patches and things like that. So pretty much that Dropbox I'm using on a regular basis.
1: Yeah, I use Dropbox on quite a bit. The uh, one thing, uh, I know we, we've mentioned it, but uh, Bitwarden is probably one of my first ones to install because it has all my passwords
0: Oh yeah, uh, I should have added that to that list. That's that's true.
1: I, I give them ten bucks a year just so uh, to well, one you get a little extra, but you also support the project. Uh, I haven't yet to find anything that it does not uh, run on, and I have it on my yeah. phone. I have it on my Windows machine. I have it on my Linux machine, and it's really nice being able to have all your passwords because. Uh, I have a bunch for some reason and uh I have yet to figure out I I, think, I figured uh password would not be a good uh solution to just have everything as password, so I I, I let it generate my passwords and keep it and then <laughs> Or one two yeah. one two three four. It just doesn't seem like it's that'd be that safe. So Bitwarden's been great, especially when you get the um um, the websites or that, uh, that wants you to have all these special conditions like an uppercase and lowercase and a special character. And so, yeah, one of the utilities or, assess, uh, you know, accessories that I think is a must install would be Bitwarden, but that's just, that's just me. I just wanted to throw that in there because I use it every day.
0: Yeah, I have the browser plugin for Bitwarden as well as the application itself. And depending on what I'm doing, if I'm in the browser, I'll use a browser add-on. And if I'm not in the browser, I'll just open the application because it's sitting there in my system tray and uh, uh, open it there. But yeah, that's definitely one that I use on a regular basis as well. And I use it so often I forgot it was even there.
1: <laughs> that's That's the way of a good utility. It's there when you need it, but you forget about it when you don't. Yeah.
0: And, of course, there are many, 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 did I say many? Many more than we have uh, covered here that you can find. Uh, And you can find a utility to do just about anything you want to do, uh, from a graphical user interface version that does 5 million things for you to a simple command line version that does one thing and does it perfectly every single time.
1: I'm waiting for the uh uh one that uh, will go to work for me and I can stay home. I haven't found that one yet.
0: Ah, uh, well, take a look at ChatGPT. It has a lot of promise I've heard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: the um the one uh, another accessory that uh, I use occasionally, and uh, especially if I'm looking at something, is I use most of most of them will have like a magnifier. You can enlarge. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I mean, as handy if you're 20 years old, not alone as old as we're getting. Sometimes you want to look at something a little closer, or it's, and uh, I find that the magnifier, it, believe it or not, is uh, pretty darn handy.
0: Yeah, you calling me old? Um, <laughs> I know I'm old yeah the, mag- the magnifier is definitely something that uh, I have found useful for you know some fine work that I'm doing or sometimes when the uh, uh, there's no adjustment usually you know if you're in a browser you can find a way to zoom in on text or whatever it is or a picture but sometimes it's just easier to drag out the magnifier that's available for your Linux distribution and use that the on-screen magnifier Hey,
1: Larry, get off my lawn, okay? Just get off my lawn. (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) All right.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't use it very often, the magnifier, that is. So, uh, uh, again, that's not one that comes to mind quickly when when I think about utilities, but it's certainly there for sure. And it's, uh, at least in Ubuntu Mate, that's one that's in that section we started with in the control center, Um, and it's in, uh, if I remember correctly, it's in the... Uh, assistive technology area. They are under personal in that category, so uh, it can be very useful.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I know it sounds stupid, but it is really helpful sometimes. It's you know, a good utility is easy to use and and uh, uh, and simple to learn, and it's you know, you forget that you have all these uh, different applications and accessories and settings and everything in uh, Ubuntu until you really said man i need to um I need to see this a little closer I need to look at uh this the schematic and see what that little squiggly thing is or if it's just you know my puppy's uh hair and sometimes it's uh it comes in handy so yeah um it really does have a lot of uh functionality. There's a lot of stuff built in as we've you know kind of showed.
0: Well, uh, that does it for our episode. We uh, talked a lot about utilities of various flavors and stripes, and hopefully this has given new users to Linux an idea that there's a lot more than you see uh, when you first open Linux, but there's a lot there that you don't get with other distributions or other operating systems when you, first uh install them and there's a lot to learn as well uh, there's a lot more available than you uh than you might think yeah for sure
1: yeah it's there's a lot in there so what's our next uh episode listen to feedback
0: Listener feedback will be it for sure.
1: Oh, cool. So until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe.
0: We provide the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done.
1: And if you like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinks.com.
0: Until next time, thanks for listening.
1: And 73.